Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Yo, 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 what's going on, Packer fans? Welcome to the Packer segment of the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy podcast, the podcast for diehard Wisconsin sports fans. I am Trevor, a.k.a. Sunshine. You can find me on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. I am joined, as always, by my two good buddies, Tyler, a.k.a. T-Plush, and Scott the Vanilla Gorilla. You can find them on Twitter at Tyler Korth, and also Scott can be found on Twitter at Vanilla7Gorilla. And as always, you can find our podcast on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod, and you can also find us on Facebook. So today, we're back after a little hiatus. Um, we're not going to lie, the Bucks kind of got us down a bit this past week or so and then um we just weren't able to get together last week to record anything um but we're back and this week we're going to talk a little bit about Bart Starr also some OTA OTA news um and what's come of that in the first week or so and then yeah that'll be pretty much it and then yeah so how are you guys doing today Doing swell. I, uh, when you just, uh, wait, what? No, go ahead. Oh, you said, yeah, I heard you mispronounce Ote there for a second. And, uh, it reminded me, I saw a thing on Facebook earlier this week where when, uh, Devontae Adams accidentally requested the number 15 when he first got to Green Bay. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's an Ote moment. (laughs) Wow. That was that was pretty good, Tyler. <laughs> I, I know. Thought of that on the spot. <laughs> All right. So, speaking of number fifteen, um, obviously some horrible news came out. Was it last week, I believe, or last weekend, um, about Bart Starr passing away? Obviously, one of the greatest Packers of all time. Um, and just one of the greatest football players of all time. Great quarterback. And with what he did on the field, he was also just a phenomenal person off the field. Um, so, do you guys have anything to talk about with Bart Starr? Anything you saw about different stories and things from kind of the aftermath of this news? Uh, I think the one thing I found interesting was apparently he wrote letters to Brett Favre after every game I'm not quite sure what they all entailed of or if they were like 
I don't know, like he was grading them or something. I, I really have no idea what they all entailed of, but obviously it seemed like, you know, they were close in that respect anyway, but, you know, Packers Nation has been blessed with lots of good quarterbacks, and, it's, you know, it's hard to see one of them go um, in that regard. But, you know, great legacy, Bart Starr left behind. Um, sad to see him go. Yeah, one of the all-time greats. Uh, always go down in history as the uh, MVP of the first Super Bowl or first championship. So, uh, I mean, and everything I've seen about from um, either Brett Favre or past teammates, it was that he was more than just a teammate. He was just a great person on and off the field, um, always there for guys and their families when they needed him. Um, I had the honor of uh, going to Brett Favre's retirement game, and um, I know Bart Starr was not doing too great then, um, but he still he still uh, went through it. He, he took the golf cart out there um, to make a speech, talk about Brett. So that was pretty awesome. Uh, just shows you. Uh, how far he's willing to go for other people yeah definitely everything um when i saw the news you know obviously we're way too young to ever see him play um, but a lot of the things he did off the field um, i was able to see that like the rawhide foundation where they take cars and give them to at-risk youth in Wisconsin um, and people that can't afford it they're able to give them those cars and he really helped and did everything he could outside of um, being a great on the field he was just as good or better off the field and kind of everything I've seen from people that have met him that know him um, that he was just absolutely one of the greatest humans they've ever met um and one thing just about his playing career he's one he's one of five um nfl players in history to win multiple super bowl mvps so he won the first two um super bowl mvps again one of one of five and only Joe Montana and Tom Brady have won more than Bart Starr has. And the Ice Bowl was the championship game before Super Bowl won. Um, so he would have won that one too, obviously, with that iconic sneak to win that against the Cowboys. Um, but yeah, just an absolute legend on the field and off the field as well. Do you guys have any more on, on Bart? Uh, not a whole lot. I guess the really, not I guess the interesting part I learned was that he uh, served as a broadcaster for CBS for two seasons, which was a fun fact that I did not know that I can share with you guys. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know you could always see him on the sidelines for at least one game each year. They'd show him on TV and. Uh, it's going to be really cool. I look forward to them remembering him. Did they say that's going to be week one? 
All right, um, first game at Lambeau. Yeah, week one's in Chicago. Yeah, so first game in at Lambeau, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure they're going to do something great for him there. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, so switching to kind of this year's Packers, um, let's talk about some of the news that has come out from OTAs. Okay. Don't worry, Tyler. I got <laughs> I got it that time. <laughs> um, the first of which I feel like came out like a day after we recorded our last podcast, and that is um, Josh Jones never showed up to OTAs, and he demanded a trade. Um, so just initial thoughts from you guys on on that. Do you think it affects the team a ton either way? What are your guys' thoughts? Um, my first thoughts were, was, well, A, I did not see that coming at all. It completely took me by surprise. And then my other thoughts were, I was like, well, I guess I kind of get where he's coming from. I mean, it was a high draft pick for the Packers in the last, what, three years, two years, whenever we drafted him. And then we go out and draft Darnell Savage, so it's kind of like a slap in the face to him in a way. But then I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, well, B, on his part, that's really kind of crappy of him, because now he's, you know, it's making it about himself and not the team. It's showing he's not willing to sacrifice and be a team player. And then my second part, I was like, well, Josh Jones and Darnell Savage are not even close to the same football player. So I was like, I don't know how much that would really affect, you know, his playing time and what packages he would be used in anyway. So I was, then I just ended up kind of confused in the end. <laughs> You're always confused. <laughs> Did, was it really that big of a shock for you, Tyler, when you got that alert? It was. I mean... I know he didn't see the field as much as he wanted to last year, but I didn't think he'd go as far as to demand a trade. <laughs> yeah, okay. I I mean, like you said, a high draft pick that never really got a clear role on the team, didn't see the field as much as he would like. Um, we did talk about it before on our podcast, so... We thought that maybe this could be a year where he could step up and maybe prove something. Um, I know you guys had talked about him possibly fitting in well with this defense and with the new additions to the team. Um, I kind of agreed. He, he always seemed like he did have that next gear that he could have gotten to, but he just didn't with us. Um, I'm sure he wasn't a fan of the Darnell Savage pick, but everybody everybody knew that safety was one of our biggest weaknesses and unless he was planning on making that huge jump this year um i i don't know i i you kind of had to have seen that coming and if anything that gives us three good safeties or three safeties that can battle it out i mean you got amos is pretty much he's a guarantee to start at safety but um I mean, Josh Jones could have had his chances, maybe not even playing safety. Didn't you guys talk about him playing more inside in one of our last podcasts? 
Yeah, yeah. I think he could be that um, dime linebacker um, that comes up and plays in the box on passing downs and it just gets you smaller and a little bit better at coverage. And Josh Jones seemed to be better when he was closer to the line of scrimmage. He always seemed to struggle when he was really back as a safety. So I think that's why you go get Adrian Amos. You go and trade up to get Darnell Savage. Um, And really this reminds me a lot of the Thon Maker request too. Like they're just (laughs) angry that they weren't getting on the field or on the court and you know their camp is like we think this is the best option for you to get some more playing time um and i mean we'll see how it works out i don't think it affects this team that much um i think if he gets in the right system um the right environment i think he could take a big step um obviously we haven't seen that yet but I think it could happen. I don't know how likely it is, but for the for the team, for the Packers, I don't think it's going to affect that much because of what they did this offseason, um, getting Amos and Darnell Savage back there as well. Yeah, I mean, even if he wasn't going to be starting on our defense, it's tough to lose a player that um, gives you that kind of safety net there. Um, I know, I know there are still some free agents out there if they're interested in pursuing another safety. Otherwise, you do have Tremont spent some time there. Um, I I don't know. We'll it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I'm I'm sure we're not gonna get anything for him. Probably just a late round pick. Yeah, that was my thought too. Like. What is his trade value actually? Or do you find, you know, a player to swap with? I'm trying to think what the Packers do late last summer where we ended up picking that linebacker up from the Colts. Or is a I think it was a player to player swap there. If it's something like that. Because I mean like as a third year going to be third year player who hasn't proven himself, he can't be worth anything more than like a sixth round pick, you would think. Uh, even, even if he was a high pick with still some upside. I feel like you don't get anything in trades in football. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's in sports in general, especially kind of more on the margins. With your superstars, you have to pay out the ass for it. But for a player like Josh Jones in any league, I feel like in basketball it would be, oh, here's a second. Have fun with that. Um in baseball, I don't even know what the pick would be because there's 85 rounds or something like that. Um, but yeah, I'm. I wouldn't expect anything better than a sixth, maybe maybe a fifth, um, if a team really likes them. But I wouldn't expect anything better than that. Um, one thing that. I saw that was brought up was for a player for player swap was basically getting someone that had Josh Jones's career so far. So younger um, has talent, but hasn't really put it together yet. 
um, just at a different position pop possibly maybe a receiver maybe a tight end something like that I don't know what player that would be but that's another possibility um, Tyler you mentioned we got rid of Lindsey Pipkins last year and we ha- and we got Antonio Morrison um, from the Colts I actually think that was a trade and then we signed Morrison after the Colts cut him I think that's how that worked don't quote me on that but um, yeah so something like that could be in effect too it'll be interesting to see what we get out of Josh Jones because I don't envision him being on the team yet or this year so I think this um, really affects uh, Raven Green the most wouldn't you think I kind of liked what he did at the end of the season and now this gives him a shot basically to you know earn earn a role on the team I think or do you guys disagree I mean it definitely opens the door for him um and he did play pretty well um there's others other guys on this roster that could step up as well um Natrell Jamerson from the former Badger um he his better position is safety so maybe he comes in and proves that he can play that um nickel safety role when Mike Pettin he loves to get three safeties on the field maybe that's his role maybe it's Raven Green um Maybe it's someone else kind of farther down the depth chart. But let's transition to Darnell Savage. So right right out of the gates, first practice that was available and open for media to be at, um, Darnell Savage was running with the ones. So do you guys think if Josh Jones didn't make those trade requests and was in camp, do you think... Savage would be running with the ones right off the bat, or do you think that kind of opened the door for him there? I think I, it would have been the same. I mean, we traded up in the first round to get him, um, and he's, I mean, Josh Jones isn't any more proven than Darnell is, so um, yeah, I, I think that would have been the plan either way. I, I agree with Scott. I think, like, as a rookie in OTAs, like, throw him out there with the ones, and you know, regardless if Josh Jones did this or not, then that way you can kind of get a feel for the speed of the game, and he's got, you know, the vets working around him to, you know, help give him pointers and correct him, and, you know, now's the time for him to learn these things. So I think mm-hmm. he would have been with the ones regardless, too. Yeah, and either way, it's a big confidence boost. I mean, it's it's a big confidence boost to have a team wanting you so bad that they trade up in the first place, but then they put you on first team right out of the gate. That's He's got to be uh, flying high right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I expected too. I mean, it seemed like when Mike McCarthy was the coach, it always seemed like the rookies had to quote-unquote prove themselves. Um but if you're expecting to do this anyways, you might as well get him in there. Get him in with playing with Amos as much as he can. Get those guys' chemistry up um, so they know how to play together. 
and just see what they can do together. I think it's a very good idea to get him running with that team right away. Um, one thing from that first OTA as well was also on the field, Amos was with the ones, um, and then Zadarius was with the ones as well. And I believe Preston Smith was too, so all the big acquisitions minus Rashawn Gary on the defensive side were um, were starting in that first practice. So not that that was unexpected, but that is good to see that they're all on track. Um, we did get the first injury of the offseason um, this past past week, though. Um, and it was actually our coach. So he, Matt LaFleur, tears his ACL while playing basketball. Um, and he's actually, he was scheduled to have the surgery today when we're recording this, which is Sunday, June 2nd. Um, so hopefully all went well there. He is planning to coach from a cart the rest of OTAs and however long he needs to. Um, so it doesn't sound like it should affect him being at practices and things um, throughout the rest of OTAs in the offseason. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of crazy that our coach is the first one down. Hopefully that's not a sign of things to come. As long as they stay on the coaching staff, I'm okay with that. <laughs> True that. And he was out in a boot at the charity softball game this weekend, so showing he's a trooper, Iron Man, fighting through the pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's nice to have a, a coach injury. Well, it's not nice to have an injury, but have a coach injure himself being active instead of having to worry about a coach who's gonna have like a heart attack because he's 100 years old or because he ate five cheeseburgers at the restaurant oh day that was pretty funny (laughs) (laughs) wow the times are changing yep i mean at this point you have to be happy it's a coach and not a player um because that would probably end end anyone's season if it's not a coach um so obviously hoping recovery goes well for him and he's able to do what he needs to do coaching wise um and then the assistants need to step up to do hands-on coaching if he's trying to show specific techniques or different things um other people will need to step up and help him but Overall, I think it's okay. Um, we should still be all right there. So another thing, how, how do you think he's? How do you think he's gonna move around at like practice or on the sideline in like a wheelchair? You think that they get one of the linemen to get one of those like baby carriers and like <laughs> walk him around? <laughs> well, at least for OTAs, he's going to be driving around in a golf cart so he's going to be living the life pretty much i would totally accept the job to push him around in a wheelchair that'd be (laughs) badass (laughs) that would be cool i envision one of those um scooters that you kneel on 
and then you hold the handlebars and you push with your other leg. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> that would work. The, uh, yep. The equipment staff needs to get one of those painted green and gold ASAP. <laughs> He's like yelling at the ref. He's like, Scott, push me out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> All right. So a few more things from OTAs. And then we have one more thing that is completely not football related, but we need to talk about it. Um, so I don't know if you guys seen videos or anyone talking about OTAs, but Aaron Rodgers genuinely seems like he's having a great time at OTAs, which I don't remember the last time I saw Aaron Rodgers having fun in basically any off season workouts. So that's exciting to see. Hopefully LaFleur has got him engaged and challenging him with learning a new offense and it's just great to see that it looks like he's having fun out there and it kind of rejuvenated rejuvenated you're struggling today i know (laughs) yeah that is really cool to see um it just seems like he's gonna be uh participating more buying in more is the big thing yeah, that's kind of what we talked about was one of the biggest, you know, challenges that LaFleur probably face, you know, getting people not necessarily to buy in, but, you know, respect what he's saying. And, you know, if everybody's having fun doing that, that's a good way to do it. And I, I was telling Trevor earlier, I think I saw uh, I saw a post the, where Tremont Williams was saying that the offense, you know, just completely fooled the defense in a red zone drill. So it was like, you know, not only are they having fun, but it sounds like they're getting creative and, um, you know, doing different things that they don't haven't done under McCarthy um, has to be a lot of fun in general. Yeah, and as, as soon as Aaron Rodgers is having fun, um, is bought in, is locked in, that's instantly going to make the rest of the team do the same thing. Um, so it's just really exciting seeing that uh do you guys have anything else on rogers there was one interview where he was not super happy and that was when he was going over the final season of game of thrones and (laughs) i totally feel where he's coming from he hit it all on the head they messed up that was the best do you think he knew what was hap- going to happen beforehand, seeing how he was in an episode? Probably not. They don't disclose that information to their cast? <laughs> they might have. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he was an extra, so it wasn't like he's actually on the show, but I don't think so. It didn't seem like he knew. Um, maybe he knew what was going to happen in the that episode um but obviously there was one more after that and i thought it was funny in that interview where he just named off like all the characters that were still alive and i'm like how do you remember all of those (laughs) like he brought up um braun and i'm like how do you remember him he was in like one episode in the last season (laughs) but obviously you're not a hardcore fan like us 
I hate you. <laughs> I was but. I was the only one to bring up. Nope, never mind. You brought up Jon Snow in that comparison game. Yeah, well, we could go on for hours about how bad that season was, so let's go on. (laughs) All right. So we talked about one of our first-round rookies already, so let's go to our first pick overall, um, Rashawn Gary. He actually beat David Bakhtiari around the edge on one play. Um, We have to take that with a grain of salt. Because, I mean, there's no pads. They're in shorts and a t-shirt. Um, so, again, that doesn't mean a ton. But seeing some explosiveness and beating probably the best left tackle, tackle in the game, um, that's exciting to see, even without shoulder pads on. Yeah, I mean, it's exciting. But even the best has to lose every now and then. Especially in David Bakhtiari still in beer chugging mode, so <laughs> he's still in. He doesn't have a summer body quite in check yet. <laughs> I don't like the negative negativity, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mustn't tell lies. Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they said that he was also able to uh, bull rush through Billy Turner, who's a pretty big dude too, but. Yeah, again, it's the <laughs> it's OTAs, so it's um, not really a barometer of what to expect. But it is good to see that the scouting report was correct on his uh, quickness, athleticism, and strength. So that's and that was a huge reason why we drafted him. Um, a lot of people were kind of skeptical about how he would play in a game so at least he's fulfilling the part that we were all optimistic about (laughs) okay mr half glass full here (laughs) i'm gonna i got a question for the peanut gallery here i'm gonna flip flip back to our sexy offensive lineman talk uh, because you brought up billy turner do you guys know a what position he's playing at otas and then b the second part I saw was our rookie Jenkins. They're thinking he's be more of a guard, which kind of holds true to our theory in which he slides into that right guard spot and Billy Turner right tackle next year probably, but doesn't really answer any questions about this year. Um, so Turner was right guard right off the bat. Um, they've done some different lines. There's been different days that people haven't participated in different things like that but right off the bat they went with Billy Turner at right guard Lane Taylor at left Lindsley at center and then obviously Bulaga and Bakhtiari at the at the tackle positions um sounds like at least right now Jenkins is kind of that next guy up um for the offensive lineman um at least right now, but obviously there's a ton of offseason left to see if he can play his way onto the field. We'll just have to see about that. Hmm. All right, so one more thing before we sign off uh, for this week. 
is the most important talk um, that we're going to talk about today, and that is the display that David Bakhtiari and Aaron Rodgers put up at the Bucks postseason run this year. Um, in Game 5, David Bakhtiari chugged three beers. Um, in that time, Aaron Rodgers could not finish one. So how are you guys feeling after watching that whole event happen? Uh, it was it was quite entertaining, to say the least. Um, and then to top it all off, uh, last year's MVP, Christian Yelich, chugged a beer too. Um, was not the best beer chug of all time, but hey, at least he finished his beer, <coughs> Rogers. <laughs> um, so basically what we know is Rogers... You know, I don't view him as much of a beer person. I think I've heard stories where he, like, watches game film drinking scotch. So he's more of that, like, you know, sipping type of person I view him as. <laughs> um, but out of, like, this whole beer chugging thing that's going on, I think some of my... Besides watching that during the game, there's been a lot of, like, fan-made videos where people are recreating it, and <laughs> it's it's so hilarious, and they're, like, they're so spot-on. So <laughs> if you ever have some downtime, just go to YouTube and look up some recreations of it. They're they're pretty good. <laughs> and then you got George Hill from the Bucks challenge back the Ari after two. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I You know, I... I I feel like Rogers is kind of joking around because I do the same thing. If I, if I'm like, you guys know that I'm a decent beer chugger and I, I'll challenge anybody. But if I see someone like slam three beers, like David did, uh, I'd probably joke around and like sip at it. And then be like, ah, oh, you beat me. <laughs> like not, not give it my best shot. So I feel like Rogers was kind of just, uh, just i don't know what do you say is that limp dick in it (laughs) (laughs) just not not trying all out (laughs) so basically rogers didn't want the embarrassment of actually trying right and failing so he just didn't try at all right because then you can always be like oh that other guy's a fucking try hard (laughs) (laughs) you always have that to fall back on I was not expecting that spin on that, but it makes me feel better of watching Aaron Rodgers do that. It makes me feel a little better. I'm going to say that's what he was doing because yep. that really was an embarrassment for the state of Wisconsin. Yep. Yeah, and then everyone was, well, not everyone, but a lot of people were posting videos of Tom Brady chugging beer and saying that he's even better than Rodgers at that. Uh, that's cold that was that was cold yeah living in Michigan I've seen lots of videos of Stafford chugging beers yeah Stafford's was impressive impressive. (laughs) Stafford's was was very impressive (laughs) well at least the other two are good at football didn't yes (laughs) (laughs) that was a good one Scott I think we're gonna end it there um Make sure you guys are um, subscribing wherever you listen on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. Um, 
And feel free to hit us up on Twitter, again, at Trilogy underscore pod. Um, let us know how you, how we're doing. If you have any questions, um, I know a couple weeks back we had one of our buddies post a question that we kind of talked about. So if you guys have any questions um, about the Packers, the Bucks, or the Brewers, um, feel free to message us or tweet at us, and we'll try to get it on the show and talk about it for a little bit. Um, but yeah, that'll be it for us for this week. We will talk to you guys next week. Go Pack Go! Let's go.